0: Take a few moments and just look around you this morning, and let's shake hands and be friendly today. Let's welcome our visitors into the house of the Lord today. There's a wonderful presence of God here this morning, and we want the Lord to have His will and have His way here today. We're thankful for everybody that has come to worship the Lord with us today. We came to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen. We came to see God's salvation poured out this morning. There's no telling what God can do if we'll let him work in this house today. Let's worship the Lord together. Come on, somebody. Let's just invite the Lord in this place this morning. Jesus, we worship you. I give you praise. Yeah. We magnify you Come on somebody Come on hallelujah Just for a moment Let's worship him Let's worship him hallelujah We give you praise We give you praise Because of who you are Because of who you are I magnify your name Because of who you are I worship you of who you are, I will lift my voice. Hallelujah. Oh, because of who. Well.
1: just words that we're singing, but these are names that have been given to our King and our Lord of what He has done in the past. He is our provider. He is victorious. He gives us what we need in the time. He is our victor. Hallelujah. He has a track record. Hallelujah. Come on, let's sing that one more time. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah so much for coming to Higher Praise Tabernacle this morning. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you for the home folks. This is a great crowd today. Wow. It wasn't but just about a year ago, Pastor Morrell, we were looking out into one camera in the middle of the aisle, and it was just a little bit of few people, maybe four or five people here and there, but look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. We we'll want to say how good it is to see Sister Kiva Freeman today. Hallelujah. Brittany Lawley and Lee Hegwood, good to see you today. Thank you for coming. Matt Corsi, thank you so much. My friend Vicki Morrell. good to see you today. David and Joey Browning, with Rosalind, Bella Logan, good to see you. Kristen Van Horn, it's good to see you today. Nancy James and Thomas Beal. Thank you so much for making Higher Praise Tabernacle the main focus of your morning. For waking up with Higher Praise Tabernacle on your mind. I'm here to tell you, if this is your first time here or if this is your first time here in a long time, you are in for a treat. God is about to move in this place. Ha. Woo. Hallelujah. We're going to go to God in prayer. Oh, again, it's so good to see everybody. Sister Samantha wants everybody to know that she is so very, very thankful. From the bottom of her heart, she is so very thankful for every prayer that you pray. Every prayer that we have collectively prayed for her and every prayer that we have individually prayed for her, she thanks you tremendously. She is doing better. We praise God for that. It may be a small victory, but a victory nonetheless. She still needs our prayer. We're gonna continue to raise her up in prayer. Sister Stephanie, still needs our prayer, so we're gonna lift her up in prayer and of course as you see on the screen these names represent people who have called in for whatever need it may be it could be a financial need a a situation where it's a, a marital situation or whatever it's just a need and so we need to pray for those people and again I say that if you would like to have prayer If you'd like for the ministry to lay hands on you and pray the prayer of faith, if you need a healing in your body, you need a touch from the Lord, you can come down to the front. The ministry will lay hands on you and pray the prayer of faith. So how about this? Why don't we just unashamedly just go to God in prayer, lift our hands, raise our voices and pray with passion right now on on behalf of all of these needs. Let's lift our voices and let's magnify him and join together. My God, right now in the powerful name of Jesus, we are so thankful for this opportunity that you have given to us to come into the house of God, to lift you up and to magnify your great, holy, powerful, precious name. Hallelujah, Jesus. We feel your power. We feel your presence. Already moving in this house, God, and we thank you for the invitation that you've given us to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah, Jesus. We ask that you would touch all of these needs that have been brought before you. God, touch Sister Samantha. We ask in the name of Jesus, continue to heal her, touch her, bless her, and strengthen her right now in the name of Jesus. God, touch Lee and Jared, Lord, the rest of their family. God, give them strength that they need. God, touch Sister Stephanie, we ask in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Heal her body, God, from the sickness that ravages her body in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we ask you to touch each and every need brought before you here today, God. God, heal bodies, Lord. Set people free from the bondage of sin and shame in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We believe in miracles here today, God. We believe, Jesus. stretch your hand up and let's love him in this place Jesus you are worthy to be praised.
0: Christ. Amen. Are you thankful for the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost? I'm so thankful that one day He died upon the cross for our sins. And he died, was buried in a tomb, and he rose again. Somebody said he got up this morning.
2: Reviving us, renewing us, strengthening us. Hallelujah. I failed to say anything about it Wednesday night. Praise God. Last Sunday we baptized uh, Sister Jesse and Brother Matt's nephew here, Maddock. I think is it. Maddock? Is that what I'm saying it right, Maddock? Hallelujah. Young fella got baptized. And then Monday night, amen, in prayer meeting, we baptized Justin and Jordan, Brother Trent, Sister Dina's sons. Amen. Monday night in prayer meeting. Hallelujah. So we're excited. Amen. People are getting right. People are getting baptized. People are drawing now to God, getting closer to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We're so glad to have Sister Marilyn back there with us this morning. Praise God. Good to have Melanie, Sister Melanie, with us this morning. Hallelujah. Just trying to, trying to cover all the bases here. And if we're missing you we're not doing it on purpose, I promise you that. Praise God. We're just glad to have everybody in the house of God. Amen. This morning, praise God. If y'all would put the announcement on the board, I wanna I wanna remind everybody that we hadn't said anything about it lately. If if y'all got it, Amen. Uh, not that one. The well, you can leave that up there. I guess April twenty third and twenty fourth, uh, Georgia Ladies Conference down there. Amen. In uh, Griffin or close to Griffin, and uh, praise God. To to the next one, please. Praise God. <laughs> All right. All right, hallelujah. All right, well, 40th anniversary celebration, first year pastor anniversary at Revival Center Apostolic Church in New Jessup Highway in Brunswick, Georgia. That that has already passed. <laughs> the one I want you to get to, amen, is uh, Brother Burris coming to church here at the end of April. Praise God, that's it. Hallelujah. April the 30th. May the 1st and May the 2nd, Brother Jason Virus will be with us here at Higher Praise Tabernacle. It will be a Friday night, a Saturday at 3 o'clock in the middle of the day or in the middle of the evening, and then Sunday again at 11 o'clock. He's going to be coming preaching on the Godhead. Now, I don't know if he's going to speak on the Godhead all three services, but at least two of those services, the Friday and the Saturday service, we're going to request him to speak on the Godhead. Hallelujah. We went and heard him, uh, amen, uh, not long ago, and he'd done a tremendous job. And we just wanted to open our doors for him to come and preach to us here, amen, concerning the Godhead. Praise God. I want you to come. I want you to invite friends and neighbors and family members to come as well. Uh, amen to that service or those services. Praise God. Friday, April the 30th, May the 1st and May the 2nd. Praise God. We've got uh, one more announcement we want to make here before we dismiss into our Sunday school classes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, This past Monday night, we had a prayer meeting. Uh, Sister Ashley was here. Brother Gary Banks was here. They didn't get to make it for Wednesday night church service, but they left being two different people. Hallelujah. But this morning, amen, they are united together in marriage. They got married yesterday. Hallelujah. So we welcome Brother Gary Banks and his wife, Sister Ashley, this morning. Hallelujah. They are a married couple now. They are one. Amen. They are one. In the Lord, so we congratulate them, Amen. On that, praise God. So, if the Sunday school teachers would like to take your classes, Amen. If you would stand at this time, you are dismissed. Praise God to go to your Sunday school classes. Thank you, Lord. What a mighty God we're serving. Monday night prayer meeting. Let's don't forget about it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's getting stronger and stronger, and Amen. Better and better, Amen. Every. Every time we come together, I think it was March of last year, we had our first shutdown. <laughs> Amen. They shut us down as a church for about, I think, five or six weeks there. We had a shutdown, like Brother Clint's already mentioned. Amen. We had him and I, and maybe sometimes was two or three singers come in here and sing, and the church house was empty, and we had to preach the empty pews. and. Hallelujah. The devil was just whispering in our ears the church is never going to be able to get back together. The church is never going to be able to have church together collectively in the house of God again. You know how the devil works. He'll tell you all kind of lies. Hallelujah. Amen. But this is one of the biggest crowds we've had in a long time this morning. Amen. Here at Higher Praise Tabernacle a year later. Hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. Here we are back in the house of God. Amen. Worshiping God together. Hallelujah. Amen. Forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together as some have. Amen. We are here today because we want to be saved. We are here today because we want to go to heaven. We are here today, praise God. Hallelujah. Because we want to make sure that we are right with God. When that trumpet sounds. Somebody say glory. If you got your Bibles this morning. uh I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm glad Sister Danielle come through her surgery okay. I think she may be moving a little slowly this morning, but we're glad to see her. Hallelujah. You okay this morning? All right. Praise the Lord. Sister Danielle had surgery this week, so hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people are just determined to get to the house of God. did doesn't matter what they've been through, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. She's here this morning after surgery. We are grateful for that. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Reading down through verse 21. It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, Somebody say in Jesus' name. The whole family is in Jesus' name, right? We all bear the name of Jesus. If we've been baptized in His name and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Amen, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory. To be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. That means today we're giving glory to Christ Jesus. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages, world, without end. Amen. Praise God. One more time, look at somebody, give them a big thumbs up. Glad to see you. Good to see you in the house of God. Thank you for coming this morning. God bless you. You can be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate, I preached Wednesday night here, and I really didn't feel like I was preaching. I just felt like I was talking. But I appreciate all the kind comments that came our way after we got through Wednesday night. Praise God, people. Amen. Evidently, somebody got something out of it because they were, amen, many or several, uh, you know, kind comments that came from Wednesday night's message. Praise God. And hallelujah. Here we are again this morning. Going to, amen, look to the Word of God and try to share something with you. Hopefully, it's something that will help you and me and all of us here today. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. Praise God. Now, hang on to those scriptures. Amen. We're going to come back to them. Amen. In just a little while. Praise God. But before, amen, I get into, amen, what I, what I amen, the Word of God this morning, there's a few things I want to say. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you, we, we all know and understand that we are not sitting in a Catholic church this morning, right? Hallelujah. It's obvious that we're not in a Catholic church. Praise God. But I, I want to I wanna read something to you about the Catholic church this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. To become a nun... To become a nun in the Catholic Church, they are basically three vows or three oaths, amen, that must be taken. So, amen, if, uh, praise God, if anybody's listening online and you're considering being a nun, you're thinking about being a nun in the Catholic Church, and I want you to know up front that they, amen, before you can become a nun, you have to take three vows, at least three vows. To become a nun in the Catholic Church. The vow of poverty, which is the title of my message here today. Praise God. Hallelujah. The vow of poverty. Amen. you got to take a vow of poverty or an oath of poverty, a vow of chastity, chastity, amen, and a vow of obedience. Three vows that a woman has to take if she wants to be a nun in the Catholic Church. A vow of poverty, a vow of chastity, and a vow of obedience. Praise God. Now, I want to read just a little bit, (coughs) just a little portion, uh, amen, of their definition, uh, of their own definition of these vows. Hallelujah. The woman who has taken these vows in this definition, amen, or description of the vow of poverty is called the religious. When I read this... I'm going to come across the word the religious. Amen. So when I say the religious, it is talking about the nun. Amen. That has taken the vow of poverty. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So first of all, the vow of poverty. A religious chooses to share all in common with her fellow religious or fellow nuns. Rather than to have any personal ownership of material goods in the face of a materialistic consumer culture where one's value is often determined by their earnings power or their acquisition of wealth poverty poverty testifies to our dependence on god as a source of all gifts and our solidarity with one another, especially the poor. When so many are ignoring people who are on the fringes of our society, a religious, a nun taking this vow, a religious with a vow of poverty can connect with the poor, work with the poor, speak to the needs and the concerns of the poor, a religious will also be opened to the spiritually poor and willing, amen, to lead them to the Father as Jesus did. Hallelujah. So the nun has to take this vow of poverty so that she can connect and understand the poor, right? Amen. The second vow is the oath of chastity, where the religious or the nun has to choose to remain unmarried, amen, for the rest of their lives. Praise God. They cannot marry. Amen. The third vow is the oath of obedience, amen, where the religious chooses obedience over personal desires. The religious chooses obedience over personal desire by obeying the mother superior of their convent. Amen. So after reading all of these vows and their descriptions of these vows, amen, all I can do here is assume, because I am not a part of that movement or that group or that religious crowd whatsoever, hallelujah, I assume... Amen. They feel that the only way, amen, to help the poor is to become a poor yourself. Is that not what the vow was saying? Amen. These nuns take a vow of poverty. Hallelujah. Saying that if we become poor, we then can connect and understand the poor. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 11 In this story, in Matthew 26 and verse 11, in this story, the disciples were upset because a woman had broken an alabaster box of ointment, amen, and had anointed the head of Jesus with with the ointment of that alabaster box. You know the story. You can turn there and glance at it if you'd like. Hallelujah. Make sure I'm telling you the truth. Hallelujah. The woman... Broke the alabaster box and anointed the head of Jesus. Well, the disciples of the Lord got upset. They got angry. Amen. They said, what is this waste? Why is this woman being wasteful? Why didn't she sell, amen, the ointment, praise God, so that we then, amen, could give the money to the poor? Verse eleven, Jesus says, "For you have the poor always. For you have the poor always with you, but me, you have not always." Hallelujah. I'm here to say something this morning. Society, amen, will never be void of the poor. Hallelujah. Amen. There will never come a day when there will not be anybody poor in in this world. Hallelujah. Until the Lord comes. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Statistics say, Amen. That seventy percent, amen, of the multi million dollar lottery winners go broke and file bankruptcy within five years of winning. $300 $300 million, $400 million, $800 million. Dollars. Amen. The lottery winners win. Uh, amen. Within five years, they go broke and file for bankruptcy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Which proves something to me today. Amen. Being poor, amen, is a state of mind. Being poor, amen, is the results of a state of mind. How can you have $400 million, amen, and be broke in five years? How can you, amen, uh, how can you win the lottery, amen, and be filing for bankruptcy within five years? I, I don't know that I can understand that, amen, but nevertheless, that's what the statistics say. Amen, they were poor. They became filthy rich, and then they became poor again because they didn't know how to handle what was given to them. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament... Amen, when God promised the children of, uh, of, of Israel, amen, a land flowing with milk and honey. He said, I'm going to give you houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, walled cities you didn't build. Praise God. He gave it to them, uh, amen, for them to appreciate his blessings on them. But that ain't the only reason he gave it to them. He gave it to them to create a job for them. Hallelujah. We hear about how many jobs President Trump, amen, created when he was in office. Now we're hearing about, amen, how many jobs, amen, Biden, amen, is creating since he's been in office. Hallelujah. Amen. It's always about job creation, job creation. Hallelujah. Amen. Nobody's ever going to come close, amen, to creating the jobs that God created For his people praise God he created amen jobs for them amen to upkeep what he had given them everything God gave them had to be maintained you hear me amen the walled cities had to be maintained the houses had to be maintained amen the crops the fields amen the harvest had, all had to be re- uh, maintained do we remember Adam yeah we remember Adam Amen. God created a man. One put him in a most beautiful garden. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he looked at Adam and said, "You got to dress it and you got to keep it." Hallelujah. God created a job for the first man, Adam. Hallelujah. You know what? Amen. God's in the business of creating jobs for people a day. Hallelujah. But you got to want a job. <laughs> Amen. You gotta want a job. You gotta be looking for a job. You gotta be asking for a job. Hallelujah. If you do that, God will create a job for you. He'll open a door where there is no door. He'll make a way where there is no way. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Yeah, hey, Will. He's a way maker. Amen. He's a way maker. Hallelujah. The fields of vineyards. Amen. They had to be planted. They had to be harvested. Amen. Year in and year out. God didn't do that for them. He gave them the fields and said, you got to maintain it. He gave them the houses and said, you got to maintain it. He gave them the vineyards and said, you got to maintain this stuff now. I gave it to you. Maintain it. Hallelujah. Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 15 and verse 11. Hallelujah. The Bible says, The poor shall never cease out of the land. Same thing Jesus said. Just different words. The poor you'll always have with you. Amen. Deuteronomy, amen, says, The poor shall never cease out of the land. Therefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thy hand wide unto thy brother, to the poor and to the needy in the land. The point in that verse of scripture is, amen, there are always going to be poor even in the land of plenty. <laughs> amen, even in the land of plenty, there are going to be poor folks. Hallelujah. But what is the concept, amen, of The only way you can help the poor is to become poor yourselves. Amen. Caught a hulk in the apostolic church. Huh? Hallelujah. I hope it never does. Hallelujah. Amen. What if that concept is, amen, that the only way you can help the poor is to become poor yourself? Well, hallelujah. Nobody would have anything to help the poor with if we were all poor. Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 22 says, And when you reap the harvest of the land. I want to pause right there. That's not the whole scripture. He says, When you reap the harvest of the land, of your land, that lets me know that there is a landowner involved here. Amen. A landowner who has plowed, who has fertilized, who has planted his crops in his field, amen. And now it has become time, amen, to harvest the field and the landowner is going to be a part of the harvesting of the field. He said, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field when thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleanings of the harvest, or that which spilled over out there in the fields. Hallelujah. Neither shalt thou gather any gleanings of thy harvest. Thou shalt lead them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Amen. We see this story played out in the story of Ruth and Naomi, or Naomi and Ruth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of Ruth, and I'm not going to take time to read it, Amen, all to you here today. Amen. But Naomi and her husband, Elimelech, had two sons. There was a famine came to Israel, so they decided, amen, to leave home and go down to Moab. Somebody say, bad decision. Somebody say, very bad decision. They should have never left Israel, but they left Israel because of the famine. And they went down, amen, to Moab. Praise God. Hallelujah. It was a bad decision. And down there in Moab, her husband, Elimelech, died. Amen. It wasn't very long her two sons, Chilion and Mylon, I believe was her name. Amen. Both of them died. And she was left with two daughter-in-laws. Hallelujah. She looked at her daughter-in-laws and said, y'all just go home, go back to your parents, go back to your families, do whatever you got to do. I'm going to go back to Israel. Hallelujah. And I don't expect you to follow me, praise God. And one of the daughter-in-laws decided to go back, amen, or stay in Moab, amen. And Ruth, her other daughter-in-law, said, no, wherever you go, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go back to Israel with you. Hallelujah. So when she came back to Israel, She said, call me not, as she's walking down the streets. People see her, says, is not this Naomi? Is not this Naomi? Hallelujah. Is this Naomi coming back home? Hallelujah. And she responds by saying, amen, call me not Naomi, but call me Mara or Mara. I went out full, but I came home empty. Went out full. The name Naomi means pleasant. It means sweet, it means delightful, it means beautiful. But a change had came over Naomi. She said, don't call me pleasant, don't call me sweet, don't call me delightful, don't call me beautiful, call me Mara. Because now I am bitter at God. I'm bitter and I'm sad over my plight in life. Hallelujah. You hear me? Amen. She went out full and she came home empty. Hallelujah, a bad decision had made Naomi and her daughter-in-law both be poor. Hallelujah, a bad decision made them both end up being poor. Many things can happen in life that can leave us being poor. Laziness causes poverty. I want to say that again. Hallelujah. Laziness causes poverty. Hallelujah. I was in the Waffle House yesterday, and they was talking about, man, they had, they had over half of the booths in the Waffle House chained off. Hallelujah. And then I went to another Waffle House earlier in the week, and they had half of the booths in the Waffle House chained off. I, said, I asked Les, what's going on here? Uh, two or three weeks ago, all, all the booths were open. People coming in, this place was packed out. Why ain't got it all chained off. Chained off. She said, people don't want to work today. we have having to chain off all of these boots in the Waffle House because nobody wants to work. She said they can make three times as much standing at home, drawing unemployment, that they can working in the Waffle House. She said people just don't want to work, so we can't handle everybody that comes in here, so we just have to block it off, block it off, block it off. Hallelujah. Amen. Laziness causes poverty. Hallelujah. Proverbs 6, verse 10 through 11 says, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Amen. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Hallelujah. Amen. You sleep late. You slumber. You don't get up and get busy. Amen. And do something with yourself. You're going to end up poverty stricken. Oh, Yeah. Poverty stricken Making bad choices Will leave you poverty stricken Just like it did Naomi and Ruth Hallelujah Sickness Disease Sickness can come upon somebody and A disease can take hold of their body And they can't go out and work and provide For themselves Praise God Hallelujah Amen uh, There's all kind of reasons that the poor will always be with us. And that's exactly what Jesus said, and that's exactly what Deuteronomy said. Hallelujah. Amen. There's all kinds of reasons that the poor will always be with us. Some of the people who live on the streets in our big cities, Atlanta, San Francisco... Amen. All of these big cities across the United States, hallelujah, that are filling up with tent cities and filling up with people that are living on the streets. Praise God. Hallelujah. I realize that, amen, bad things have happened to a lot of people, and some of them are there, amen, not by their own choice. They're there because of bad deals and bad decisions and bad things have happened. Hallelujah. Amen. They're out there living, amen, on the streets of uh, of a big city somewhere. Praise God. Amen. But some of them are there simply because they got tired of the responsibilities that society put on them. Some of them are there because of the responsibilities, amen, that their families put on them. You know, you get married, you get a wife, you get kids. Somebody's got to be responsible enough to get up out of bed and go to work. Amen, because the wife, amen, she likes to eat. The kids, they like to eat. Huh? Huh? Amen, if you don't give that baby a, a bottle full of milk every once in a while, amen, hallelujah, amen. You're going to be up day and night. The diapers got to be changed, the formula's got to be bought, hallelujah, amen. All that stuff, somebody's got to get up and go to work, right? Amen, and all of those responsibilities sometimes weigh heavy on men, and weigh heavy on women, Hallelujah. So they just, they just make up their mind. Hallelujah. Amen. To walk away from their jobs. Walk away from their families. And when they walk away, they feel like they are free from societies. But when they get free from societies, they go live on the streets. And now, now they have become dependent upon society for their existence. Somebody else has got to feed them. Somebody else has got to clothe them. We... Amen. We are we we send clothes and we send blankets and we send coats and we send tents and we send food. Amen. We're with Brother Barfield to the streets of Atlanta to help take care of those folks. We are not. Amen. Uh, not. We are not uncompassionate around here. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, we we have compassion. We. Amen. Know that the poor is always going to be with us. Hallelujah. But Boaz. Naomi's husband, Elimelech, had a family member by the name of Boaz. He was a kinsman. He saw the situation. He saw Ruth had went out into his fields to glean some food for her and Naomi. And then in Ruth chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, hallelujah. I want to read it. And when she was risen up to glean, this is Ruth, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. Basically what he's saying, let her have access to what really don't belong to her. Hallelujah. Even that that's in the sheaves that's been bundled up, that I'm going to take to my barn to sustain me and my family. Amen, me, hallelujah, and, and the people that I'm responsible for. Amen, if she wants some of that grain that's in those sheaves, don't reproach her, let her have it. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead to the next verse. Oh, that's it. 15 through 17. Oh, and let fall. I'm sorry. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her. Now, years ago, I preached a message, amen, called Handfuls of Purpose. Amen. And it became a pretty popular message way back in the years that I was requested to come preach it at, amen, another church or two. Hallelujah. Because, hey, amen, thank God God left us handfuls on purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And lead them. I didn't finish that. And lead them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out that she had gleaned. And it was about an ephah of barley. Amen. You know what she did with that ephah of barley? She took it she, barley. She took it home. And her and Naomi were sustained. Amen. Was sustained. they got to eat that day on what she gleaned out of that field. Hallelujah. Amen. So Ruth and Naomi was sustained by a wealthy man, a landowner who plowed and planted and harvested his crops and left some gleanings just like, amen, the Scripture had told him to do. Amen. he left some gleanings in the fields for the poor and for the strangers. Hallelujah. If Boaz had taken an oath of poverty, he couldn't have helped anybody. I'm not picking on those nuns, hallelujah, amen, I'm not picking on the Catholic church or the nuns today, <laughs> hallelujah, amen, I guess they're doing what they feel like is right for them to do, hallelujah, amen, but if you're, you're, you're looking at me, amen, to take an oath of poverty, just don't hold your breath, because I think if I was poor, how can I help somebody else who's poor? And I'm not saying I'm a rich man or a wealthy man. Hallelujah. Amen. But I thank God that I didn't take an oath of poverty that would hold me in bondage for the rest of my life. Jesus said, the poor you'll always have. Deuteronomy 1511 said, the poor will never cease out of the land. And the concept of all of us being poor, amen, will help the poor is just simply nonsense. You being poor... You can help the poor is simply nonsense. Yeah, and I, like I just said, we send food, clothes, blankets, and tents to the people who, amen, who live on the streets of Atlanta through Brother Barfield, hallelujah. But we couldn't do that, amen, if we didn't have it ourselves to give. How are you going to send food when you're hungry? How are you going to send clothes when you're destitute of clothing yourself? How are you going to buy a tent and send it up there for them to sleep in? Hey, man, when you don't have money to pay your own rent. Oh, hallelujah. I know this probably ain't what you come to hear this morning, but hopefully it's going to get better in a little bit. Hallelujah. How would we be able to help them if we didn't have to give it our... I vote no. If we're taking a vote here this morning, I vote no on the oath of poverty. Do I, do I get any... Do I, do I, it, it, why don't I do it this way? Hallelujah. How many of you vote in favor of the oath of poverty? Raise your hand. Well, the consensus, we're all together on this, right? <laughs> nobody, nobody here wants to be poor. Nobody here wants, uh, amen, to take an oath of poverty. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 12, verse 32, the Bible says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, just like the Old Testament saints, they were given a land flowing with milk and honey, a promised land. Hallelujah. You and I have been given something wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. You and I have been given the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Theirs was a land flowing with milk and honey. Ours is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. When we are born again of the water and of the spirit, we become partakers with the body of Christ. We become partakers with the household of saints, amen, to and with the kingdom of God. John chapter 3 and verse 3. Jesus answered, talking to Nicodemus here. Hallelujah. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you've got to be born again to even see the kingdom of God. Verse 5. Jesus answered, amen, after Nicodemus asked him, How could a man be born again? How can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and all that stuff? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water... And born of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And then in verse 7, he says to Nicodemus, Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. Hallelujah. So at some point in life, some point in life, Hallelujah, we sat in a church house. Amen. We heard a man of God preach. Hallelujah. Amen. From John chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. Amen. you got to be born again of the water of the Spirit. We heard it, we believed it, because it's the Bible. It's what the Bible says, right? Amen. We heard it, we read it, we believed it, so we repented, we got baptized in water in Jesus' name, and we received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We've been born of the water. We've been born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, amen, hallelujah, now. That we are, amen, born again. We are not just in the kingdom. But Luke chapter 17 and verse 21, if I gave it to you, if not, I'll just read it. It says, behold, the kingdom is within you. So it's not just that we are now, the latter part of that scripture, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So now we're not just in the kingdom. The kingdom's in us. Amen. Because the king of the kingdom abides in us. Hallelujah. Amen. The king of the kingdom abides in us. Hallelujah. So, amen. What are we supposed to do in the kingdom? What are we supposed to do with the kingdom? Hallelujah. Well, remember when the children of Israel went to the promised land? God created jobs for them. He didn't just give it to them and, amen, just took care of it all for them, maintained it all for them and kept it up for them. Hallelujah. He gave it to them and said, Now, you've got to maintain it. You've got to keep it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and verse 38 says, then saith he to his disciples. Remember what I preached Wednesday night? Luke chapter 15, I discovered he wasn't writing to the disciples. He wasn't talking to the disciples. He was talking to the religious crowd. But Luke chapter 16 and Luke chapter 17, he's talking to his disciples again. Well, Matthew nine thirty-seven says, Then saith he unto his disciples. He's talking to us again. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Hallelujah. I want you to know something. When we got into the kingdom of God, amen, God just created another job for us to do. You're not going to get to ride that pew to heaven, even though some of you are trying your best to do it. You're not going to get to ride that pew to heaven. You got to do something. You got to do something. Hallelujah. Amen. You got to let your light shine. You got to be a witness. You got to talk to folks about, amen, living for God. You got to invite people to church. You got to go out, amen, in the highways and the byways and compel, amen, the lost to come in. Yeah, we got a job to do. Hallelujah. We got a job to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of harvest that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. When we got into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We got into the harvesting business. Hallelujah. Harvest time. Harvest time. We think about those big landowners in Israel and talk about harvest time and Hallelujah. I'm sure that some of them let greed get in their hearts. Hallelujah, over a course of time after the distance got between them and God. And hallelujah, they, forget, they forgot to read the Word of God. They forgot to try to keep the commandments of God. I'm sure time and distance got between them and God. And there was a lot of those landowners. Hallelujah, that at harvest time, all they thought about was themselves. Amen. So they went out and gleaned their harvest. Hallelujah, they, they harvested every corner. They harvested, amen, every square inch of their field, and they took it home just for themselves. But that wasn't what the Bible told them to do. He said, leave the corners of your field for the poor and the needy and the strangers. Leave the gleanings, amen, the overspill, praise God, from your harvest for the poor and the needy and the strangers. Harvest time is not just for saints to enjoy. But harvest time, amen, is time to let the poor and the needy come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. That's what harvest time is all about. Inviting the poor and the needy and the strangers to come into the house of God, amen, so that they can get a taste of the Lord, amen, and see that he is good. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to plow. Somebody's got to plant. Somebody's got to work the harvest. Amen. So that there can be spiritual food. Amen. For the hungry. Amen. For the poor and the needy. Hallelujah. And we're not talking about the financially poor now. We're talking about the spiritually poor. The spiritually needy. Those that are broken spiritually, those that are broke, busted, amen, and without, amen, in a spiritual sense. Hallelujah. Rather than those who are spiritually destitute and are looking, amen, for some help somewhere, hallelujah, amen. We're talking about the spiritually poor this morning, Hallelujah, who are spiritually destitute and are looking for some help somewhere. Hallelujah. I don't know what brought everybody here to the house of God this morning. I don't know what brought every, every visitor here, every, every home folk here, every, every person that's attached to this church somewhere or another. I don't know what brought you all here this morning. But it is possible that sitting in our midst this morning, somebody destitute, somebody that is hungry for some help, Hallelujah. Somebody, amen, that has spiritual needs that, hallelujah, they can't, they they don't have the answers for. Hallelujah. So they're here in the house of God today, amen, looking for some help, looking for, amen, some direction, looking for, hallelujah, somebody, amen, that could help them in their spiritual destitution, amen, that they find them in and find themselves in. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you came looking for some help somewhere. You were just driving down Highway 162 and you saw a church and, amen, you pulled in here thinking, well, maybe somebody there can help me today. I'm telling you, the somewhere, amen, is here right now. Hallelujah. There ain't no need of looking anywhere else. Amen. The help of the Lord is here right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God is here to help you. God is here to touch you. Amen. God is here to feed you and nourish you back to health. If you're a backslider, hallelujah, you drifted away from God. You need some spiritual nourishment. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what we're trying to do here this morning. Amen. Feed you some spiritual nourishment. Hallelujah. So that you can come back to God. It doesn't matter where you've been. I need somebody to hear me right now. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done to get in a mess you're in. Hallelujah. Just like Naomi. Amen. She, amen, forsook her family and went down to Moab. Hallelujah. But when she made her back home, there were people inquire, is that not Naomi. Is that not Naomi? She was the bitter person that said, don't call me Naomi. They were still referring to her as Naomi. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you something backslider. Hallelujah. Amen. You come back to the house of God and make up your mind. And you're going to live for God. You know what people are going to do? They're going to call you brother and sister just like they did before you walked away from the house of God. Amen. Ain't that brother so-and-so? Ain't that sister so-and-so? That's what we were calling you when you left. Hallelujah. We just need you to get over your bitterness. Amen. We need you to find your little glitch in the kingdom of God, in the house of God. Amen. Amen. So that, amen, somebody can start nourishing you like Boaz did, Ruth and Naomi. There's strength here in the house this morning. There's help here in the house this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't matter where you've been. doesn't matter what, Amen. how you got messed up. Praise God. But there is help today in the house of God. Ruth, the poor woman from Moab, the poor Gentile who was considered an alien from the commonwealth of Israel. Ruth, the poor woman from Moab, ultimately... Became the wife of the wealthy landowner, Boaz. Did you hear me? Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Ruth, the poor woman from Moab, became the wife of the wealthy landowner, Boaz. It's one of the best love stories you'll ever read. Amen. It's one of the most touching love stories that you'll ever read. And it's real. It really happened. It's not made up. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a parable. Amen. The story of Ruth and Boaz is real. Hallelujah. Amen. You can write your own love story here today. You can write your own love story here today by accepting the help that the Lord is offering you this morning. He's wanting to help you. Anybody who needs help can call on Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah, if you're here and you're poor and you're needy, amen, you can become a part of the bride of Christ, hallelujah, amen, amen, if you respond right, amen, to the helping hand, amen, that God is extending to you, amen, you that are an outcast today can, amen, become a part of the bride of Christ, amen, and you will get to go, amen, to spend eternity with Jesus in the heavens. What a love story. Amen. What a love story. Hallelujah. Amen. The idea that we've got to be poor to help the poor just don't make sense to me. It don't even make biblical sense to me. Amen. What can the financially poor do to help the financially poor? What can the spiritually poor do to help the spiritually poor? Hallelujah. We can all take an oath of poverty. And we can all be poor together. But I vote against that this morning. And I want to go back this morning to where we started. Ephesians chapter 3. I know you're getting excited, man. This is the last first scripture. Man, he's finna shut down and let us go. Hallelujah. Well, maybe, maybe not. Leave you in suspense here. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. I, I, I'm not even going to take time to read them again because I've already read them to you. These verses of Scripture are dealing with spiritual growth and maturity. Well, maybe I do need to read them. Maybe I do need to read them. Praise God. Because it's been a long time. I went through left field to get the first base, so it's been a long time since I read them. You don't forgot what I read, right? Amen. Verse 16. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Inner man. Somebody say inner man. Inner strength. Hallelujah. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. The writer... Amen. The apostle Paul here, Hallelujah, is writing to these saints. Amen, and it, it, you know, and saying to them, "I want you to be filled with all of the fullness of God. I want you to understand God. I want you to know God. I want you to have a walk with God." Hallelujah. Amen. So all of these verses of scripture here, sixteen through nineteen, are dealing with our spiritual growth and maturity. Hallelujah. Being rooted and grounded in love, comprehending the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, being filled with all. Of the fullness of God. But there are two things that are supposed to move along parallel with each other. All right, look at me. There are two things in life that are designed this is you, and this is you. This is your spiritual you, and this is your natural you. There are two things that are designed to move along parallel with each other. Hallelujah. The natural you don't need to run way out ahead of the spiritual you. And the spiritual you don't need to run way out ahead of the natural you. Come on now. You're going to understand in a minute. There's two things that are supposed to move along parallel with each other. Our spiritual growth and our material blessings. Our natural blessings. In John 3 John verse 2 it says, Beloved, talking to the church, saints of God, children of God. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. John the beloved, the disciple that laid his head over on the bosom of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The disciple that was a friend of the Lord. He said, Beloved, Amen, I want you to prosper. The word prosper means to have success and to gain wealth. To be successful and to gain wealth. Hallelujah. I want you to prosper, John said. I want you to succeed. I want you to gain wealth. Amen. Simultaneously, I want you to have good health. Even, even as your soul prosperous. So he's telling us, hallelujah, the desire of the apostle, would, amen, was that all of these things would move along parallel with each other in life. Hallelujah. That as we grew God more godly, more faithful, more dedicated, more consecrated, hallelujah, that the material blessings of God would be moving along in the same direction as our spiritual maturity. I hope I'm making some sense. Amen. Don't feel bad this morning, hallelujah, if you are being successful in your business or on your job. Hallelujah. Let the nuns take an oath of poverty if they want to. Amen. But I'm telling this church, amen, don't feel bad if you are being successful. If you are prospering, and if you have good health this morning, even as your soul prospers, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse eleven through thirteen says this. If I gave them that, hallelujah. Deuteronomy, I'm just turning there, sis. I, I, I'm I'm messing up with these things too often here lately. (laughs) Not giving you all the scriptures. Amen, but I'm going to turn there and read it myself right quickly. Deuteronomy 28, verse 11 through 13, it says this. Hallelujah. If I can find it. Okay. All right, it says, And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, talking to the blessed, He's talking to people that decided to live under the blessing plan of God rather than the cursing that would come if you didn't live under the blessing plan of God. He said, The Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of the ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open uh, unto thee his good treasure, And the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in its season to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee to be the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only. And thou shalt be above only, thou shalt not be beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy promises us plenty of goods, plenty of prosperity, plenty of stuff, hallelujah, that will go along, amen, with the promised land, amen, that we are now a part of, the kingdom of God that we are now a part of, praise God. Hallelujah. If you are blessed of God and you know that you are blessed of God, hallelujah, all I can say is just don't hesitate, amen, to give God praise for your blessings. Amen. Don't think that you came by all of that stuff by yourself. Hallelujah. Just be mindful. Amen. That it was the God of glory. Amen. That blessed you a long life's journey with plenty of stuff. Hallelujah. My wife and I are getting ready to put our house on the market sale sell. And we're going to be moving, hopefully building a home, whatever, down by our kids, just half a mile, three-quarter of a mile down the road. She wants to be with her youngins. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, we have been moving for two or three months. We've been giving away furniture, been giving away stuff. We've been giving, I didn't know we had so much stuff to give away. (laughs) <laughs> oh god. Giving this away, giving that away, giving this away, giving that away. Hallelujah. I can say God has blessed us with a lot of stuff. But you know what? I don't ever hesitate to give it away if somebody needs something. I'm not going to hesitate. If somebody has a need, if I got if I, if I can meet that need, I'm going to do my best to meet that need. I'm going to give them what they need. Hallelujah. If I can, if I can. Hallelujah. And we ain't through moving yet. Brother Rick said when he was moving, he felt like he was walking over hell on a rotten board. And right now I'm feeling about the same way he felt. Praise God. Walking over hell on a rotten board. My God, how in the world do we put how in the world do we store all? How in the world do we collect all this mess? I mean, stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff. I mean, barn full, <laughs> garage full, house full. God help me, Jesus. i told her when we move into our other house, we ain't buy nothing. We're going to throw a pallet on the floor. Hey, man, i get one of them blow-up mattresses and we're going to sleep on the floor. <laughs> God help me. Now, I went through all that. I went through all that. I went through left field to get to first base. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. I'm closing with a scripture that I first read. Ephesians 3 and 20 says this. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. Now, I know I know by the cars that I see parked in the parking lot. I know by the tithing that comes into this church and the offerings that come in. I know by the clothes that you're wearing. I know by the houses that you're building and living in. I know that I am standing Right in the middle of a blessed bunch of people. We have come a long way, baby. We have come a long way, baby. I remember working when I first got married. Amen. Five days a week, eight-hour shifts. I remember bringing home, $78 a week. Think about it. Think about the hourly wage in the cotton mill in 1975. Worked 40 hours a week, brought home $78. We didn't have a house to live in. I lived with my mom and dad when we first got married for a few months, and I moved in with my sister and brother-in-law for a few months, and then finally, finally, finally we got a single wide trailer to live in. Hallelujah. <laughs> we, didn't have the, we didn't even have the money to get it under pen. We didn't have the money to get the, uh, the, 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 the electricity turned on. Hallelujah. So I parked it out there in a lot beside my mom and dad's house, and I run an electrical cord from their house to our house. We had a fan blowing in the window. We could turn the bedroom light on and the bathroom light on. My Lord Jesus, it took us a while to get to where we could get the lights turned on and get the underpinning under the trailer and all that kind of stuff. And we we drove an old Pinto, Ford, uh, Ford Pinto station wagon. I drove I drove an old Dodge truck to work. Hallelujah. There ain't nothing wrong with old Dodge trucks. There ain't nothing wrong with Ford Pintos if that's what you're driving here today. I'm not not Hallelujah. Not, I'm not down on any of those things. Hallelujah. But I know that we're blessed this morning because Hallelujah. I can work 2 or 3 hours now and made what I made in a week back then. You hear me? Amen. I can work two or three hours now and make what I made in a week. Forty hours compared to three hours. Hallelujah. I know that we're blessed here this morning. God wants to bless. Here's what I came to say. God wants to bless you more. That scripture right there says God. If we are maturing the way that we're supposed to move, and amen, and we're being, we're being prosperous and we're being blessed as God is blessing us spiritually, amen, we're maturing spiritually, we're maturing financially, amen, we're being successful in life itself, hallelujah. That verse of Scripture says, He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask or think. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell somebody God's wanting to bless you with more. You're not in the Catholic Church. I'm not here to take anything away from you. I'm not here to ask you to take an oath of poverty. I'm here to tell you God wants to add to what you've already got. That's the God that I serve. His promises are yea and amen. He is for us and not against us. Hallelujah. Amen. It's his good pleasure. Amen. To give to his children the kingdom and everything that goes along with the kingdom. Amen. He wants to bless you. Amen. This morning with more than you can ask for. Oh, that makes me smile. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to bless you with more than you can even comprehend. God. What a big God we're serving today. Amen. God will do that for those who have conquered greed. Amen. And know that life ain't all just about you and yours. Hallelujah. That there are some folks that sometimes need help. There are some folks that sometimes need a helping hand. Hallelujah. Amen. If you've conquered greed and you're willing to help others along the way. Oh, God. Amen. If you support the kingdom of God with tithing and offerings, hallelujah. If you see the needs of others and you don't mind helping them out, amen. If you don't mind helping the less fortunate out. This is what God dropped in my spirit. Hallelujah. He said the heavens are fixing to open up on some of y'all. Hallelujah, and it's going to blow your mind, amen, when God gets through. Hallelujah, opening up, amen, the heavens on you, amen. It's going to blow you away, amen, what God is able to do for you because of your faithfulness, hallelujah. Hallelujah, I think the heavens are fixing to open up. I think there's some cups that are fixing to just run over. <laughs> amen. I think there's some folks that are going to be drinking, Amen, from the saucer because their Amen, cup has overflowed. Hallelujah. So, but whatever you do, don't take an oath of poverty. Just be blessed. Amen. Just be blessed. Open yourself up. Hallelujah. And let God bless you the way that He can and the way that He wants to. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. He's the supreme God that sits on the throne above. Amen. All of our lives. Hallelujah. And I refuse to take the vow of poverty because if I'm poor, how am I going to help somebody else? If you're poor, how are you gonna help somebody else? Get in church, live for God, pay your tithes, give offerings to the kingdom of God, be a blessing, amen, to the house of God, and the kingdom of God. And guess what? Hallelujah! Amen. God'll start multiplying. Amen. You're 90% left over after you give your ten percent to God. We'll go farther than if you kept it all the whole hundred percent yourself. You keep your tithing and offerings, amen, yourself. And guess what? Your car's going to break down. Your washing machine's going to blow up. Amen. Your transmission's going to go bad. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to get sick and take that money anyway. Won't you just give it to God and let God bless you? Hallelujah. Amen. Let God expand your horizon. Hallelujah. Amen. And start blessing you in ways that you never dreamed that he could. Hallelujah. I stand here today a blessed man. I'm not a rich man. Nowhere close to being rich. There's a lot of people in this church make a whole lot more money than I do. Hallelujah. Amen. But I've come farther than I ever dreamed that I would have. I've I've had more than I've ever dreamed that I would have. I got a beautiful wife. I got three beautiful, amen, kind, loving, friendly, amen, children. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I got grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Come along. Hallelujah. Amen. And it looks like, amen, every one of them live for God and love God. And those that are not loving God and living for God will be before it's over with because I'm going to keep on praying for them. And I'm going to keep on believing God for them. And I'm going to keep on fasting for them. Hallelujah. Amen. That God will bring them in before it's too late. Hallelujah. My son, we're going to show you something here on the screen. And uh, uh, I just want you to look at it. What you're about to see, amen, could fit. A whole lot of different scenarios. Hallelujah. It could fit just so many different things that people that go to church can find themselves in. Hallelujah. If they don't listen and if they don't obey God and if they don't live for God the way they should live for God. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't know. I want them to just show the picture up. Just put the picture up here. All right, slide it that way. There you go. Hallelujah. All right, what you're seeing here, amen, is a a sheep being freed from a trench by a human. All right. So I'm going to say this human is a shepherd, and the sheep... A man is one of his sheep. And the shepherd is trying to pull the sheep out of the ditch. Right? Notice as the video plays here, and I may have to stop you before you get through the whole thing, but just go ahead. Watch the little, the little, I'm going to call him a little shepherd boy getting the sheep out of the ditch. He's pulling. Oh, he's wrapping something. He's not breaking that sheep's leg. He's Wrapping something around his leg to help him get a grip, to help him get the sheep out of the ditch. All right, stop it right there if you can. If you can. (laughs) Amen. The shepherd got the sheep out of the ditch, right? Hallelujah. That represents us when we came to God. Amen. God got us out of the ditch. Hallelujah. But play the rest of the video. Watch the sheep. The sheep ended up in the ditch again. Hallelujah! And that's the end of the video. Thank you, Brian, for sending that to me. Hallelujah! That was perfect for this message this morning. Amen. God wants to get us out of the ditch. Amen. Spiritually, financially. Amen. Every which way, He wants to bless us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But he certainly don't want us, amen, running down the road just a little ways and falling back in the ditch again. I want to say this. If you've gotten away from being faithful to the house of God, if you've gotten away from being a tither, amen, or a offering giver, amen, to the kingdom of God, hallelujah, amen, there ain't but one place that you're headed that's back into the ditch. Hallelujah. So you need to make up your mind, amen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be faithful to God, I'm going to be faithful to church. I'm going to be faithful to paying my tithes. I'm going to be faithful to giving my offerings because, hey, amen, I don't, want to end by, I, don't, I don't want to end up in the ditch again. Hallelujah. I don't want that shepherd having to come down there and, amen, grabbing me by the legs and having to pull me out of the ditch again. I'm going to be faithful to God. Let's stand together this morning. Hallelujah. As they sing a song in closing, don't take the vow of poverty. Don't just settle, Amen. Hallelujah for being on the bottom, Amen. Jesus said He's going to make you the head and not the tail, Amen. The Word of God says He will make you the head and not the tail. Praise God. Go ahead and sing something. So I'll hush. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah. I see increase. Oh, yes, I do. Hallelujah. Listen, if if you are a sheep, amen, that often leaves the house of God and goes out sometime during the week and you fall in the ditch. Hallelujah. Make up your mind you're not going to do that this week. Make up your mind you're not going to walk out of the house of God between this Sunday and next Sunday and go out there and fall in the ditch. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's let's notice the video all the way through. The guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's free. Somebody say he's free. And now he's stuck. What a hilarious little video. How many times have God freed us and we went out there and got ourselves stuck again? If you're sitting here this morning and you've been stuck for a while, Let the shepherd pull you out. Let the shepherd pull you out. Hallelujah. Let the shepherd pull you out. Now the little guy's walking down there again. Hallelujah. Trying to get the sheep out of the ditch. Oh. Bam. I'll remember that video for a long time. I can preach man, on, on, on that video about every time I preach, right? <laughs> Remember the video. Don't go home and fall in the ditch. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening so intently to the word of God. Amen. Give somebody a high five, a thumbs up. God bless you. Hallelujah. Go home, be blessed of God. Hallelujah. Let the heavens open up and let God pour out his blessings on you. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Look at somebody and say, be blessed. In the name of the Lord. Be blessed. Oh, Brother Ro needs (laughs) to. I'm sorry. Brother Ro needs to talk to the young folks. Just real quick, if I could see all of the students who are going.